got to do is just hold on y'all already know that's the incomparable miss steel monisha it's your boy welcome back again to reimage i'm steven steel your host and it is a another beautiful day it is another day to rejoice again as paul the apostle paul said under the unction of the holy spirit is for us to rejoice and i rejoice today you know what because you know why holding on yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness and i thank god today for holding on i thank god today for his faith i thank god for his unwavering promises peter said this he said that how great are the exceedingly there are exceedingly great and precious promises that we have in him today and i am so glad today are you glad today are you glad that you are in the lord are you glad that that you have hope eternal in him today and that besides him that there is no other you know i was reminded this morning in my prayer time you know david said he said that some trust in horses other trust in chariots but i will trust in the name of the lord today and that's what we got to do we have to trust in the lord today let's go to in prayer father today in the matchless name of jesus lord we thank you today Father, you are flawless. You are excellent. There is nobody like you. There is nobody who can even compare to you. There is nobody who looks like you, Lord. There is nobody who can even measure up to you. You are such in the class all by yourself today. And Father, we thank you today. And because of that, we worship you. We exalt you and we magnify you today. And Father, I thank you today as always, Lord, for this opportunity, this avenue to share the word of God with your people, God, to be able to exalt you, to magnify you, not just in the sanctuary, Lord, but in our lives, oh God, across these digital airwaves, oh God, to make it known that we are not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation and father i thank you today i am unashamed of you lord and i exalt you today i thank you that lord whoever stumbles upon this podcast that they will hear and know that we love you jesus that there is no body like you today lord that you are supreme and that you rule today and holy spirit we are so glad as always that you dwell on the inside of us lead us and guide us today now i submit and surrender myself to you holy spirit as always each and every day not only guide my movements but guide my mouth think through my mind and speak through these lips encourage strengthen your people today like only you can do and i am so grateful for you holy spirit for being with me today 
It is in the priceless name and the matchless name of Jesus we pray. Hallelujah. Well, how was your week? How was your Thursday? You got a, how was how was your Thursday, brother? <laughs> how was your Wednesday? You got over hump day. You're here again, right? You you chilling, maybe you're cleaning up. Maybe this is, you know, some people got a a a, a weekly uh, routine that they do. Maybe what's your routine? You put on the podcast and clean up or you sit back in a recliner or in a chaise lounge. We used to have one. I like them. Um, you sit in a chaise lounge or what you out riding a bike, uh, doing whatever it is that you're doing. We always hope that uh, that you know that you are, if you're saved, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, with evidence of speaking in tongues that you know that you are representing the Lord. You know that you carry him with you wherever it is that you go, whatever it is that you are doing in your life. You know that you are representing the Lord and that he is with you. And knowing that, we want to make sure that everything that we do, that we're giving glory to God, that we are exalting him, that we are lifting his name on high and that he is being magnified in the middle of wherever we're at, that we're uh, that we're unashamed of him, uh, that we're just that we're unashamed of him and that we are um, that we are going to just magnify him and all that we say and that we do. So, you know, we thank God today. We we have, you know, there, you know, presidential debates and, you know, things are getting closer. And well, heck, for me, things are getting real close next Tuesday. Me and the beautiful, incomparable uh, Monisha, we will be celebrating 20 years of marriage. Pray for a brother that I make it another 20. And glory to God that I do, as the Apostle Peter said, that I learn to dwell with my wife according to knowledge, <laughs> that my prayers be not hindered. No, you know, it's been it's been fabulous. Um, I'll be honest, I just don't think I can see myself on this journey of life. Without her, uh, without her companionship, her friendship, her insight, her her beauty, her her wit, her charm, her smile, how smart she is, her understanding of life. But more importantly, uh, we've made it this far and I'm going to put this on Twitter. You know, we made it this far only because we are both in love with the same man. Uh, We are so in love with Jesus. He is. He is our everything, and we just love him so very much. And I just know I wouldn't, we would not be together uh, for these 20 years without him. You know, people find a lot of other common denominators and reasons to be able to stay together. People stay together. They say, well, we're together for the children. You you can't be together for the children. Okay, the, if you two are miserable and y'all don't like each other, trying to stay together for the kids don't work. That I know that's a whole nother show. Anyway, we but we you know we don't we don't stay together for Solomon. We stay together because we love one another. I love her. I wash her with the word. I pray for her, and I love her as Christ loves the church with the laying down of my life. So I'm so glad. Uh, just pray for us that we continue to stay strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now, having said that, let's get into the word of God. Enough about that. Uh, be pray, uh, Just be prayerful on this week. You know, as always, uh, you know, the weeks are going down. Uh, I, I, As always, we don't in, on this show, we, we don't talk about endorsing. We don't talk about uh, uh, 
politics per se and and, and things at a, at a climate of what's going on. We just want you to be spirit led. Whatever you do, let the spirit of God lead you. Search the scriptures, read them, meditate upon them and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. OK, so that's what we want you to do. Uh, and don't be don't get in your feelings. Don't get moved by how you feel. You can't do that as a believer, okay? We're about to get into the word. And we've been talking this, you know, this past week about, uh, uh, you know, the last week we talked about, you know, the standard. And we talked about, you know, uh, about how the Lord set a standard and how he said that when he was looking for somebody and he couldn't find him, but he himself, he stepped in. This is the person of Jesus that uh, Isaiah was prophesying about that Jesus would become the, the high priest, the mediator of a better covenant that he would be the one that would step in. And now he he's doing what? His present day ministry. And again, I said his present day ministry right now is that he's doing what? He's interceding. He's making a session. He's opening up a session for us to the father, right? That's what he's on the, on the right hand of the father doing. He is always constantly opening up a session. Why? Because the enemy, the outlaw enemy, Satan, is always coming trying to present false evidence as to why we should not be heirs of salvation, why we shouldn't have eternal life, why we should not be able to be able to come to heaven, why we shouldn't be able to come before the Father and to the throne of grace boldly. He's always trying to make these claims, so Jesus is always entering into a session for us. Now, and he tells us through these holy men of God that he has given and to and inspired by his spirit as we've been reading in our foundational uh text out of Jude chapter one and uh uh Jude one is only one book there Jude one and out of the uh first couple of verses here uh Jude again is the brother of, of James which is the who is the brother of Jesus of of the Lord Jesus Christ and he is telling us and he's the the brevity of this letter the earnestness of it is that he's telling them as he's seeing as he's seeing apostasy set in more and more into the church, into the body of Christ, not the building, but into the church, into the body, like something uh, uh, nasty had been injected into the body. And he's beginning to see this thing take on and morph. And he's it's apostasy is what he's talking about. And that's the turning away of the faith. And he's telling them here, he says here, behold, when I gave all diligence to write of you to you of the common salvation, it is needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend to the faith. Now, this word there common is seen again uh, the Apostle Paul used it quite a bit in the epistles when he wrote to Timothy, Titus, uh, and Philippians, that he talks about this common, this common thing that that we have. Okay, and he's talking to believers. Always understand, in my position as an ascension gift, I'm speaking to believers. Now, also now, it also is not uncommon unbelievers, somebody who do not believe that Jesus is Lord and that he didn't come in the flesh or that he that he didn't die for all of humanity. I'm also speaking to them as well, though they need somebody to under help them understand what is being said. But mainly as Ju just as Jude is addressing the church, I'm addressing you as a believer 
in Christ, okay? And he's telling them, he's, he's making known, he's saying, look, we have this thing in common, right? We got this eternal life thing, and I'm, I'm calling it a thing because it's so hard to try to nail it down because it's so broad and encompasses so much. But he fuses it not with just life, but he's saying here with salvation that this is what we have in common, that we've all been preserved because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said here that I am and I, I'm exhorting you. Right. He said that I'm exhorting you that you uh, that you that you hear that you should earnestly contend that we've been talking about that, about contending faith that you contend for this. And last week, you know, we were we had talked about. Uh, about the standard and we and I went through and gave examples and go back and listen to last week's we did not get to do the third Saturday uh, we have a little one uh, and he don't always like to nap and it's always difficult and last week we we just were not in a position uh, to be able to get the filming done and, and uh, but we are going to uh, do it still at some point uh, me and uh, my wife uh, uh, sit down and have our conversation here as we continue to talk about contending faith but on on last week, we, I I was giving examples about like Gold's Gym and about how they advertise themselves as being the standard of if you want to build muscle and you want to be the fittest person you can be, you got to exercise at this gym. We got everything that you need. And so now let's talk about that. We're going to talk about components today. Uh, we're going to talk about components and a couple of other things, but it's going to still all be under contending faith. I don't want to label it uh, like I normally do to one specific thing because this is going to be so all encompassing. But if I did have to uh, uh, talk about it, let's talk about the struggle being real. Let's talk about the struggle being real. Now, we know that that's slang, especially uh, uh, whether African-American community or whoever has adopted it. Uh, it did start there. So but we don't just talk about today about the struggle being real. OK, okay? we don't go out of out of uh, second out of first Timothy. Uh, chapter number six is going to be our verses and I'm going to read and then we're going to move on. OK, and it says here in verse number 12, he says here now, Paul is starting his uh, if you would uh, his uh I believe it, and and scholar, and I told John, I, yeah, if y'all want to Twitter and DM me or or uh, whatever you want to uh, reply back on Facebook on and call me wrong, but I, I'm not a scholar. I don't even try to tout myself. I'm a Holy Ghost field man of God is what I am. Okay, and that's all I've ever claimed to be is led by the Spirit. But I think this is the dox, dox, doxology is when he begins to. Uh, wind up a letter and begin to wind out and close out and he's telling Timothy here as he's writing him and and Paul is always oh man Paul is always on the brink of just just whatever he can do to strengthen somebody and you know as I as I begin to really understand y'all the love of God more and more and when I read the epistles of of the Apostle Paul and just the Holy Spirit speaking through him. It just it all it just want to bring me to tears because understanding that Jewish people and the amount of pride and how um, prejudiced that they were, especially anybody who was not a Jew and to hear how he took people on along the way of the Crusades and the mission trips and and uh, just different things that he did for the Lord and how he taught people and 
instilled the love of God in them and gave them Jesus. It is just so overwhelming to see how transformative the love of God is in somebody's life. And especially in a murderer and somebody who despised Christians at one point in their former life. But when the new creation reality hit him and how he could write and say that old things was passed away and behold, all things have become new. And as he's encouraging his son here in the gospel, he tells him, he says here in verse number 12, fight the fight, the good fight of faith, lay hold to eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and has professed, they go that word again, a good profession, they go our word again, before any witnesses. Now, so when he look, when he's talking here uh, about uh, fighting the good fight, uh, fight of faith, right? That word there, fight in the Greek, um, any has dagiel. It means to literally struggle, y'all. Okay, so he's telling him if now we could just substitute that word there for the Greek word in, in the English and just it, where he says struggle the fight of faith, struggle, struggle with it, struggle to hold on, because Paul was seeing some of the same things that. Jude is addressing to the church that he's beginning to see all of these younger men like Timothy and some older who are using who are trying to use the gospel for their own manipulative gain. OK, now we know nine. I'm not expecting y'all to start going down and running down and finger pointing. Be very careful because you got to remember Jesus died for the church. So before you always want to say the church is this, the church that Jesus died for it, okay? Jesus' body is going to be okay. That's what you got to know and understand at the end of the day, and I'm going to hopefully get, get a chance to get over to that. You got to understand and know that his body is going to be okay. And you are, if you're part of his body, you too are going to be okay. All right. But he's telling us here, he's saying, fight the good fight of faith because there you got you have to have a foundation. I feel the Holy Ghost now. You got to have a foundation of knowing and understanding just exactly what it is that you believe. OK. And now when he tells him, so let's read here. Let's finish reading here before I get in, get really get into my point. And he says, look, so now he's charging him. And he says, I give thee charge in the sight of God. So he's charging them in the sight of God who quicken all things. And before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confection confession. And he says that thou keep the commandment without spot, unrebukable unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ooh, I'm telling y'all, I get emotional. It, the times that we're living in, y'all, are so real and apparent. I know everybody else want to be on the bandwagon of revolution and tear stuff down and, and equality. And I, I don't care about all of that stuff. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. I got to live here, but I'm not of it. I'm not so deep and ingrained in it. And I know that my child has to come up in it and my children has to come up in it. But here's the thing. 
we are of the kingdom of God. And he's telling him here, he's like, look, you got to hold on to this thing, okay? And he says here, now which in times he shall show who is blessed and the only potentate, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, okay? So he's telling him here, he's telling Timothy, look, there is things here in verse 11, he says, But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. He's he's giving him, he's telling him, look, these are the things, the tools that you are going to be able to, to have to have in order to make verse number 12 a reality to you and beyond. In order for you to be able to lay hold of eternal life, you're going to have to leave some things and let them go. Okay, you're going to have to let them go. Now, I y'all, as I told you before, I love to read down and then back up because things makes much more sense to me when I read it that way. And also just to read it down, but also to read it and then see, well, why is he why is he making that point? And you have to go back up above. So verse number 10, he says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And some covet after that, that they have erred from what the faith and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Paul said, because you know why? Because their belief system, when they went to struggle, their belief system, what they were holding on to, the foundational things were wrong. They were not right. They were not able to be con cohesive uh, and, and congealed together and hold together. You know, um, as you all know, I live in Houston here, and I've been fortunate to w witness. I work down in Pasadena, which is south the south uh, southeast part of Houston and I'm watching them right now build a bridge over the uh, bayou there were large ships max line vessels I mean huge ships come through there and I've been fortunate to be able to look and take and, and take note of the process of these guys that take from what an engineer gives them on a piece of paper and then construct it and it is absolutely phenomenal to see this process go together of something we just take for granted of every single day. I remember when I was in high school, uh, I think, yeah, either high school or late junior or junior high. And I remember I wanted to go in and be a chemical engineer. So and I took a, a, a high school level uh, engineering course and we had to build a bridge. And that bridge had to be able to withstand at least five to 15 pounds made with the with this I mean, absolutely like toothpicks of little wood that he gave us. And but your structure had to be sound. Your engineering had to be sound in order for it to support it. Again, the, we're talking about the struggle is real. OK, and how we contend with how we are able to contend within the faith is is going to be conducive of what we're made up of. OK, so. Yeah, you can you can you can have a gym. You can have a gold's gym. But if that gold's gym don't have a squat machine, if it doesn't have a rack, if it doesn't have uh dumbbells, a dumbbar, if it doesn't have a bench, if it doesn't have somewhere where you can work out your traps, your uh your lats, your back muscles, uh, your sterocleidial mastroid. It, 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 if you just if you don't have the necessary tools and equipment, 
the struggle is going to be futile for you in the long, in the very short run, not in the long run, in the short run. You're not going to be able to make it because you don't have all of what you need to be able to be strengthened, to be strong enough. So when things come against you, you're not going to be able to fend them off. And all too often, so many believers, unfortunately, so many believers all taught by people who want are in error because this is what the Apostle Paul is saying, that their motives and what they're doing is after the wrong thing. It's not to lay hold of eternal life. It's not to do that. It's not to understand the common salvation that we've all been given, that we are partakers of and what's included in that new creation reality package. The apostle is telling them, look, because they've held on to these things, they have pierced themselves through with many sorrows because they went after so many different things, trying to make money happen, trying to make fame and celebrity happen and to draw people and to and to and to feel uh, houses where, where they were meeting and to try to get people to come in and, and to esteem them. And he's telling Timothy, look. You, you cannot. That's not the faith. You're if you get yourself caught up in that, you're going to fail. You're going to not be able to stand against the things that you need to be able to stand up, uh, stand in. And I remember and I take no credit for this next statement. I hear so many uh, great things from some great, uh, really true men of God and apostles. And and I remember him talking about uh, Timothy and he was uh, really going in on Timothy and he was saying that the apostle Paul had to encourage him like this because. Because Timothy was a young man that was poor in spirit. So his dad, his father in the gospel, had to take time to build him up, to give him and tell him, look, these are the tools that you're needing if you're going to be able to hold on and really stay in the faith. What is it that you believe, believer? What is it that you believe do, or is is going to church just the social thing to do It's just the right thing to do It's just a cultural thing to do. I was raised to do this. So therefore I do it. Or do you do it because this is really what you believe because you believe that Jesus is coming back soon? Is it because you believe that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him? We have to begin to ask ourselves that, especially when we are struggling, when we are when we find ourselves up in moments of contention when we find ourselves in the moments of debate if you would when we find ourselves in the moment of when someone is questioning us about why we believe what it is that we believe i remember i saw a video on youtube of of someone who believed in uh, you know, a certain lifestyle and someone did not and they were holding the sign. And the first thing he uh, wanted to know is, well, what what is what do you believe in that sign? What do you he that's that was the person with the alternative lifestyle was wanting to know. Uh, and, and because the man was was a anti, was against homosexuality and he was asking, well, what is it that what is it that you believe? And, you know, we're going to find ourselves in moments not necessarily like that, but with other things. But it's going to come back down to our salvation and our faith. OK, what is it that we believe? Because we have so many who sit in pews Sunday after Sunday or Wednesday or Tuesday night or whenever it is or even at choir rehearsal. But they don't really believe. And it's unfortunate because he's telling us these this the scriptures 
is is just not only just insight into the time of the apostles and these great men and women of God, but also into our own time, into things that are coming back around full circle, that we see people departing for the faith, from the faith, that we see apostasy setting in, that we see the spirit of error running rampant, that we see false apostles and prophets and false teachers that are coming into the church and that are leading people away from the true faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he's telling uh, Timothy, he's saying, look, though, you have to struggle. You're going to have to hold on to this. You're going to have to hold on and lay hold. Wow. So he's telling them. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I love watching uh, older movies. And, you know, uh, you know, when especially when you used to see a struggle with a woman or a man or the, the serial killer or whatever trying to, to kill her and she's she's being choked and she's struggling but then she's reaching for something at the same time as life is slipping out of her she's also though reaching for something which is life that will help her stay alive in that in that in that area or that time and so he's telling Timothy the same thing you you gotta lay hold and obtain it Timothy and the way you do it is how you struggle it is how you struggle that's why I said the struggle is real y'all we you have to understand I don't care what may be said in these in these next couple months heck in the next even couple years are we if we're graced to see it you have to hold on to biblical principles you have to hold on to what the bible says because there are going to come some and are already here on the scene that are arising and saying something completely false than what the scriptures are saying and they once knew and tasted the as the bible says of the heavenly gift but they walked away they are in apostasy and it is very real and is very dangerous and it because it and it is still give off the same look as godliness. But he's telling Timothy here, look, you got to hold on. And what are you using to hold on with? He's saying, look, you got to hold on after righteousness, being being in right standing with God gives you the right to what? Pray. When we're in righteousness, it gives us the ability to be able to come before God and all that is right. And then he said, in godliness, in judging things through the word of God, having the motives, the pureness of motives to compare things in the word of God and to judge them accordingly by the word of God, not by our own opinion, not by our own eyesight, but through the word of God. And he says, and then faith, there's just a common belief to give God the credit for something that he's already done. Even though if you may not even beheld it or manifested it, that you still lay that to him, to that, that credit to his charge. And he says also above anything with love, patience and meekness, all of these things you need. They are I, these are endurance things. These are things that are going to give you longevity, because when you struggle, you can struggle a long time. Look, let me tell you something. Over 20 years of being married, married and in marriage, we struggled. I mean, me and my wife, we struggled probably a great deal of at least half of our marriage or even a little more than that before we finally kind of now have hit, a, you know, a, a kind of a good area. Uh, and I'm saying that just in a natural sense of what it of the word struggle. OK, 
uh, there's been times where it's been great, where we smile, we laugh, and then there was times where we fervently prayed and cried, and and our praise matched what we were going through and how great God brought us out of things. And it's going to be like that. It's going to be areas that are like that in our lives. And he's telling him that you're going to go through these, but he was like, but you got to lay hold he was like, you got to lay hold on to eternal life because that is what salvation, what our faith in Jesus is all about. It's not, listen, y'all, it's not just about living on this plane of reality, okay? And, you know, and because of that, and some people who live their lives like that, that's why their belief system is so all over the place. Because guess what? The the proverbial, you're getting ready to hear it if you, if you don't, Stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. And he was saying that about the people during this time because they were they had fell into such a spirit of error. They were all over the place. But he was trying to tell Timothy, look, you have got to be stability. OK, that's why God called you as an ascension gift, as an apostle is for you to be strong, for you to be a beacon, for you to lay the government of God here in the earth by way of the Holy Spirit. That is what he was trying to tell him. And so it is for us as well y'all now look you may not have it you may not be an ascension gift an ascension gift is an apostle prophet evangelist pastor teacher you may not fit into there but you may but the holy spirit may use you to exhort every once in a while the spirit of prophecy the gifts of healing may come through you but you may not have a title but guess what you are operating in the faith that guess what i am wanting to be a minister a witness an ambassador for the lord jesus christ and so he's using you so and you have got to be able to be rooted and be strong because there's just going to be things that's going to combat you that's going to come against you and there's things that's going to come against us as believers but we have to know and we have to have a made up mind that it does not matter what we come against what we face just as he's trying to tell him here he's saying here but he was telling him about jesus and when jesus went before punctious Pilate, that jesus what he said witnessed a good confession what was this good confession that he was not going to open up his mouth like everybody thought that he was and when Pilate was just like what the, the uh uh, you say this, you say, and Jesus replied back to him was that's I mean, you said that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. He didn't never speak of himself. He always let the father testify of him. And that's what Jesus is doing for us at the right hand of the father. But we got to have that good. We have to have that good confession in him that guess what? I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. I'm not, it ain't any good thing that I can boast of myself. I can't do it. It's all by the grace of God. These are the good confessions that has to come out of our mouth. But when you don't believe that way, oh, well, you, you about to put yourself on blast. You're going to put yourself right in the devil's crosshair because then he's going to show you how much you are in pride of the spirit that he sent and sabotaged you with to show you that you're not exactly where you thought that you were at. And he's telling them here, he's saying that, look, Jesus even had to go before this. And he says, he says here, and I give you charge, even in the sight of God, who quicken all things. And before the Lord Jesus Christ, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. OK, 
that what he had to say, it did not taint him. It didn't diminish from him. And it certainly didn't take away from God the Father. It didn't put God in, in a bad light. It was a good confession because he didn't testify of himself. He let others do it for him. And he told Punctus, he said, that's what you say. And he told him here, he said, look, which he said, which in this in his time, he shall show you who is blessed and the only potentate in the king of kings and the Lord's the Lord. And he's telling them, look, when you hold on, Jesus is going to show up for you and he's going to show every single body that he's the one that's in charge, always has been in charge. That's what he's trying to tell them. But it's up to us to maintain that confession of faith and all of that goes on the building blocks of what we believe of what the what things or tools are we surrounding ourselves so when the struggle get real that we're able to hold on and lay hold to eternal life because i'm gonna tell you something there is a lot of foolishness and a lot of error that's being taught out there right now we got so many self-helpers life coaches and all this and let's do life together and all of these things i'll never see what the apostle paul talks about let's do life together now he talks about the commonness of salvation that we all have but he ain't, he ain't talking about being a life coach okay because what he's doing is he's he's letting his son know i'm kicking you out the nest i'm not doing life with you you're going to have to do this because i've i've done i've ran my race that's what he's telling them i ran mine now you got to fight the good fight of faith it's on you and I've given you everything. And these are the things that you're going to need to be able to build yourself up with the trainer. I watch in my gym all the time when trainers and because they don't always stay with everybody. They will maybe help them out maybe one or two weeks. And then after that, they say, OK, guess what? I've already given you. I've already given you all of the tools that you need, the paperwork. I've given you your workout routine, everything you need now for you to hit your goal and to hit your marks. Now is going to be up to you. It's going to be up to you, believer, on how you listen to your pastor, how you submit to the uh, to the leadership of, the, of where of where God has set you at. First Corinthians talks about that it is God that places members in the body as it pleases him. So it's not a church of your choice. It's not a church of your choosing. It's where he chooses to place you at. But it's going to be up to you of how you submit because God is surrounding you with an ascension gift. Someone who can uh, who ascends, who goes up, who can help pull you up so you can be able to meet and take care of the things that God has appointed for you to be able to do. And here he's telling us it is for us to struggle in faith. OK, listen to what I'm saying is not a, a, a is not a play on words, but for us to hold on to it. That's what I'm saying. It's up to us to actually hold on to the faith that's been given to us. I oftentimes I go back and I let my mind always go back and think about that December day when my homeroom teacher led me to Christ and I let my mind go back there because I hold on to that moment because that is the moment Stephen Steele started to really live because I became a new creature I became a new creation in Christ I received the monogene I received the blood of Jesus into my life and it recreated me anew and be from that day I've 
fought for faith. I've believed everything that he has said that I have read, that I have that I that have come out of my mouth that has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. I believe that it's been him and everything in my life. I try to do. I try to live up and give God the glory in my life. And there is a day that's coming for us as the church. And, and again, it ain't to be doom and gloom. It ain't to try to scare you. It's just a reality. We are going to be challenged. And there's going to be those who are going to want us to back down, who are going to want us to be quiet, who are going to want us not to mention the name of Jesus. Have you ever noticed how upset people get when you mention the name of Jesus? It's because there's purity in his name. There's power in his name. There's salvation in his name. And people know that there is no other way and there, there is no other name as Axay given unto heaven and earth whereby men can be saved. But by the name of Jesus. So Paul, the apostle Paul is telling us, he said, look, who in verse 16 has immorality dwelling in lights and truth which no man can approach unto whom no man has seen nor can see whom he be honor and power everlasting amen talking about Jesus charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high minded nor trust in uncertain riches but in the living God who have given us richly all things to eat and joy that they do good, that be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willingly to, uh, to communicate, lying up and store themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold, there it is, y'all, unto eternal life. He's saying it, he's reiterating it again, but look at what he's saying, that they have a good foundation. You have to have a good foundation if you're going to struggle in faith. You got to know what it is that you believe and you cannot let go of that. And it has to be based off of the word of God. It can't be based off of how you feel. It can't be based off of the time of month. It can't even be based off of what the pastor said, If even if it sounds good. But if it's not inspired by the word of God and if it's not from the scriptures or breathed by the Holy Spirit, you cannot make, that cannot be sure for you. It has to be built upon the word. It has to be built upon the new creation reality that is in Christ. Or else you're contending you're going to go down for the count. And some have not made it. Some did not recover. Some did not make it. Some did not die in the Lord. Y'all, this thing is serious. It is real. And God is, is admonishing us. He's admonishing us. He's warning us. He's begging us. He's telling us, look, you have got to get rooted. Things are starting to sway back and forth violently. And they're going to get worse. They're going to get worse. And they may not get better. Things, times may not go back to how they were. Okay? 
and because of it and, and because things don't go back the way they were people are ruled by their emotions and they're subject to change they subject not to believe they're subject to walk away some people may have already walked away because we've been out of church a church building too long and because they didn't know how to pray they didn't know how to get on their word they didn't know how to really let what was going on uh, uh, online and through church social media and things like that to, to bless them and build them up they've walked away because they didn't really believe they didn't know what they really believed and they start listening to other things and other voices that was in the world pulled them away but you have to struggle to hold on because there is a blessing holding on there is a blessing when we hold on and we prove the word of God is called manifestation when you get done coming out of that gym for the next 12 weeks or year or however long your program is and you work it and you work the tools that is given to you you may not always see it because you're always constantly standing in the mirror but your clothes tell you there's people who tell you there's things around you that begins to react differently because you look differently because you've applied the tools you apply the plan and the things that were given to you that may be common to everybody else in there hallelujah to god but when you partake of it oh my mind when you take hold of it and you begin to use it and let it build you it transforms you it strengthens you it empowers you hallelujah to god it brings balance into your world it brings balance and that's what god needs from his people in this hour we got to be rooted and grounded in him. Our foundation has to be sure. Hallelujah to God. And God wants us to know you got to understand what it is that's at the core of you. As we talked on last week, what is, why do you have on the breastplate of righteousness? Why is your loins girded about? Why did God give us armor? What is it that we need to protect then? Is it just our own selfish agenda? That don't need protecting because that's going to be subject to change. But when you got truth, when you got light, huh, when you have that, that's worth protecting. That's what he's trying to tell us. And that's what he was trying to tell Timothy. And, you know, I was reading up and it was saying that, you know, some scholars were, were challenging the validity of, of Jude's letter. But I know it because it bears witness in my spirit when I read it that it was breathed and inspired by the word of God just for this time that we would earnestly contend for the faith that we would hold on to what was delivered to us do you understand that do you understand if somebody told you hey I need you to wait for a parcel I need you to wait for something that's going to be delivered to me and that you then they are expecting they're entrusting you with it jesus has instructed us he's entrusted us with the good news of the kingdom to tell it to other people to let them know that what he's done for me he'll do it for you yeah god we bless you in this house today so i'm challenging you today get in the word get steeped Get out of your own flesh. Get out of your own ideology. Get out of your own workout plan. Because guess what? If you really knew, you wouldn't need the trainer. <laughs> you wouldn't need to be, you wouldn't need to go to Gold's Gym. You wouldn't need to, to get these things in place if you actually knew yourself. 
I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to be blunt and let you and really and really ajar you in this time and in this season for you to struggle for the faith. Hold on to it. Fight for it. Lay hold to the eternal life. Oh, hallelujah to God. Because God wants to manifest to you. Jesus said that he said that when we would hold on, he said he and the Father would come, that they would come and make their abode with us, that they would come in and, and take up residency in our hearts. And that's what we want. We want Jesus to manifest his life through us. Let's pray today. I pray today that you have received the word of God. I pray that you feel on fire. I pray that you feel stirred up in your inner man. Father, today in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for your people everywhere. I feel the Holy Ghost. Father, I'm praying today, oh God, that your people, Lord, that they will be built up in the most holy faith, even as Jews said, by praying in the Holy Ghost. That God, that they begin to feel the stirring and the activity in the spirit realm, oh God, that they feel your desire of them being pulled up. That, that the Apostle Paul said in the word that you gave them the right, that he said that we would press towards the high call, which is in Christ Jesus today. Father, let them press, I pray today, and we bind the devil, we bind the spirit of fear. We come against the spirit of fear today, oh God, that will try to ensnare your people, Lord, and we lose peace, joy. We lose truth today, oh God. We lose your people, oh God, to be all of who you called them to be in you, new creation reality, uh, uh, creatures in you today, oh God, showing forth the goodness of your, of your beauty of holiness in this earth today, oh God. And Father, we come against the outlaw of the devil today, oh God. Father, we bind him and all of his works and I thank you no weapon formed against your people shall be able to prosper and father let us repent for anywhere oh God that we disobeyed and came against leadership wasn't submissive oh God forgive us oh God and God let the engrafted word which is able to save our soul build us up today I pray in the matchless name of Jesus look y'all the hour is getting late the time is getting late Jesus said that there's going to come a time when there won't be light, where there won't be truth, and no man will be able to do what? Won't be able to work. Okay? So the hour, the hour is dwindling down where it's coming true, okay? But look, we're praying for you here at Sought Out Ministries, Reimage. We're, we're praying for you. We're praying that you make it to your faith, as he told Peter, fail not in this season. Look, as always, y'all, this time, I don't know where it goes. But that's all that I was inspired by the Holy Spirit to say and to give you all today. And I pray today that it has blessed you, that you've been encouraged, that you've been enriched, you've been strengthened today. And it is always that our prayer here that we, we love you with the love of the Lord and that we want you to, whatever you do, to do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and to give him glory. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Sought Out Ministries Reimaged Podcast. This podcast discusses new creation reality teachings based off of the Word of God. New episodes are uploaded every Thursday on every major podcast platform Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you are listening via PC only, you can find us on Anchor FM. We also do a live recording on our Facebook page, Saw Out Ministries, every third Saturday.
If you are looking for additional content, please find us on YouTube under Sought Out Ministries for your viewing pleasure. Share us, like us, follow us. Leave us feedback. Let us know how this podcast is blessing and impacting your life. It is our sincere desire that you are blessed by the word.